There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome to White Wine Question Time, or as it's fast becoming known to me, White Wine Quarantine, because this show is being recorded during lockdown. So instead of meeting face-to-face, I'm dialing up today's guest to put to her three thought-provoking questions, all swilled down with three glasses of wine. And you're going to love her. She is Chelsea Royalty. She rose to celebrity and stardom in 2014 on E4's Made in Chelsea and then went on to steal our hearts as the Queen of the Jungle in 2017 on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where she formed a beautiful and unlikely friendship with our Prime Minister's father, Stanley Johnson, with whom she remains friends to this day. In fact, they paired up for Stand Up to Cancer's Celebrity Hunted. And she's recently launched a much-needed good news channel for Hello, which she's going to tell us more about. So, let me dial up Toff. Hiya. Hello, my darling. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, you're the ch- most cheerful person I've spoken to in weeks. Darling, don't be silly. Come on. Come on, you're like, we're fine. Well, of course we're fine. But you are just sunshine in my ears. How is life in lockdown for you? Yeah, it's been a funny time, of course. Um, I've got, well, I got a little puppy two weeks before lockdown. um, And he's called Monty and he's so sweet. And so I'm feeling very fortunate that I've got him. um, That's that's fortuitous timing, Toff. I know, I know. I've wanted one for so long and I just thought, you know, now is the right time. And um, he's just beautiful. I don't know what I did without him, actually. God. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so how is Monty settling in and um, are you even able to take him out? Yes. So basically I got him, he had his first set of jabs, all fine. And then I switched him to the second lot of jabs at my vet and they called up and cancelled. And I don't know what you think about this, but. I am quite the feeling that obviously when puppies that age, they've really got to socialise. It's really important for their growth, but also for the other puppies in the park and dogs that we inevitably will come across. 
yeah. I think socialization is so important. So I did a bit of a ring around and I found that probably two in five vets were doing it. So I found a really lovely chap who really safely came out and did his second lot. Um, and yeah, so I am able to take him around the block. However, oh, I think good. this little doggy, um, quite like sitting on the sofa with me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, well, because otherwise, would you be isolating on your own toff? Um, yes, I would be. Yes. So it's been, um, really, really wonderful to have a little bit of company. Um, and just, we've, we've had a bit of a difficult time as a family because my grandfather passed away a couple of weeks ago. So oh, having darling. my little puppy has just been really important. I think that's probably why I'm sailing through this okay. And I think we've just got to keep on thinking that all we've got to do is stay at home. Oh, darling, I am so sorry for your loss. Oh, no, so bless you. Thank you. did pass away with coronavirus-related... Yeah, yes, but it's a, it's a funny one. And, and there's been lots of debate about this because... I'm sure my grandfather will be put down as a coronavirus death, and it's awful, but um, it, he did die with coronavirus. We knew he had it for 10 days before um, he did pass away, but my grandfather's been very unwell for the past six months, nearly a year, in and out of hospital. So, you know, I never would have known what would have happened, but it was, yeah, in the end it was that. And my grandmother actually caught off him in hospital, and oh, I spoke to her yesterday, and thank goodness she has turned a corner. And she's good now, so we're just concentrating on making sure she's all right. But it's um, it's with these things like when it all happened, I thought, God, that's not going to come near any of us lot, not my family or my friends. And gosh, I can't believe how many people close to me and friends of mine, their family members. Um, yeah, it really it doesn't discriminate. But your grandmother's okay in terms of her health. Yes, I spoke to her yesterday. She was actually having a glass of white wine, so I thought, God, you must must turn the corner. <laughs> Is so, she yeah. out of hospital? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't get be. She wasn't admitted. Um, thank goodness. So oh, she's tough. got it now, and I'm hoping that um, you know, if there ever was silver lining, I'm hoping she's got a bit of immunity now. Um, oh. but got to keep a close eye on her. That's all. You are so positive. Well, give my love uh, to, to all of your family. I will. Thank you. Of course. And I'm. And How I'm, are you? I'm all right. Much like you, I am trying to find lots of positive ways through this. Trying to shine a light on people that are doing good things, keeping the podcast going because I get so many messages from people saying, oh, thank you. Oh, 40, yeah. You know, 45 minutes of a conversation that just tuned me out from a quite yeah. a quite scary real world that we're all living yeah. in at the moment. Um, and, and you're doing a good news channel, is that right? Yeah, that's it. So I basically teamed up with Hello. And I mean, I know we've just been harping on about coronavirus, which is a bit naughty, but you've got to do a little bit of it. Um, I was lying in bed about three weeks ago and I kept on Googling good news and that we are swamped with good news. However, at the end of every article, it's something about coronavirus. So I was like, I'm just going to put a bit of a call to action out and see whether there's anything that will make us smile without having the dreaded corona word in it or to do with it. And God, there is so much. And I wonder because, because we're so swamped with everything that's going on, lots of things are just going by the wayside. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I do it once a week. So once a week, you do a call to action asking people to submit good news or you what, you go out and find good news? How does it work? Yeah, so most of it people submit over social media and then I'll do a little, like a news bulletin roundup um, oh. in video format and I'll stick it out on Hello's channel and mine. And people are liking it because like you said, it's just like a few minutes where you're not thinking about what's going on. Oh, 100%. I think, you know, I mean, we are living and breathing this, but sometimes it's nice just to step back from... Because 
the good things are happening around us. In fact, I think the worst of times often brings out the best in people. So as much as this is an appalling time um, Mm. around the globe, actually, I think what we're seeing is, is some remarkable acts of kindness and just brilliant human spirit, actually. Yeah, I really agree with you. And I think it's important, you know, to shed light on those. So many things go on and we just have no idea. Exactly. So so that's going to take me to nicely to my first question for you. I want you to, to, I mean, I know you've had an appalling time lately, Toph. You've lost your grandfather, your grandmother's been mm. very ill. But I wondered if, if you could tell us the last three times you had some really good news um, and, and, and what it was and how you celebrated it. Because sometimes it's just nice to hear that good stuff's still happening. <laughs> could this be, this is like a really naughty personal one. Good. And it's really, really <laughs> small. Um, my ASOS delivery came this morning and I ordered a summer dress. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how much joy looking at that dress over the past three hours has given me. You know, I think that's if I ordered okay. a dress like, like maybe two months ago, I would have opened it and just thought, oh, that's lovely. That's a new dress. So that's a good one. Um, another good one. I found a lovely wholesaler who has delivered me flour. Flour. <laughs> tiny flower no no do you know what flower is like gold dust where i live (laughs) i know and i'm supporting a tiny little company yeah well you (laughs) women well and my local italian deli then they 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 went to his um his wholesaler and said look the community is really short on flour so they've ground it down into bags uh small bags and word is out and like literally as we're all queuing for supplies we're all whispering down the line. Have you heard? Yeah. The Sicilians yeah. got flour. Yeah. I'm like, no way. Thanks for the tip. And I was like, and they've got yeast. Can you believe it? But it's. I just love stuff like that. I think it's bringing us back to like what we should have been. You yeah. know, I've taken so many things for granted. Oh my goodness. Haven't we all? So true. Oh, sad bit of good news. Um, So I don't know whether you know, but I really love just reading. I have my own book club. And I have been furiously writing for the past, well, it's just been over a year now. And I have got confirmation that my my first fiction book is going to be published. Well and done, Toph. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. I'm really, really proud of myself. And I didn't tell anyone. You're the first person that I've actually publicly told. What's it called? Because, What's it about? Um, It's called Meet Me in London. And I wanted it to just be, because, you know, with my reading, I like, Something with quite a happy ending. I don't like anything too heavy. Something that I can just read, you know, lying in bed that takes me to a different world. Um, and it's basically about four group, four friends who have been friends for years and just about boys and stuff like that. But yeah, so that was a really, really bit, big bit of good news for me. Cause to be honest with you, I just think, I thought that everyone would just think I was a bit of a joke as a writer. So yeah, it's quite a big one for me. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been the most amazing experience. So it's all my ideas and most of it's written by me but I've had a really lovely lady who's helped me so yeah I'm really excited <laughs> wow tough well done so is she more like an editor that kind of writes more than an editor yeah. would what's the process Completely, exactly that and, and more at the end of the phone all the time giving guidance because I come up with all these wacky ideas and actually because you know I don't know I'm, I'm George Toffolo this is how I live my life I think everyone wants to read that and actually you need a bit of that to make it personal mm. but it isn't an autobiography so you need to incorporate experience that perhaps I've never had nor even read about to make the book appealing to lots more people, not just a small bracket of society. Yeah. Um, but it's just been the most wonderful experience. And I've learned 
so much and I'm yeah I'm so excited Tough, that's pretty huge so you went out and you yeah. pitched this what on your own with an agent um how many knockbacks yeah, did you get so many questions yeah oh yeah loads obviously but um it's really weird I was um at my friend's book launch and I got talking to this lady and I was like yeah I really want to do this I kind of want to do it's my friend Sophia's book launch I was like god it's my dream I've been hammering away it's what I really love to do, like boring this lady over a glass of wine. And she was like, well, actually, I'm quite high up at HarperCollins. I was like, oh, my God, my stars are just aligned. <laughs> so I just kept on badgering her. <laughs> but I think the way that I got it is that I showed how passionate I was when I didn't know who she was, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think from that, that did give me, you know, a good in. And it's risky, you know, for like someone... Someone like HarperCollins, Mills and Boone, who is who, who I'm writing for, it's, you know, they've never had anyone like me write under them before. HarperCollins has, but Mills and Boone has. So you're writing a Mills so and Boone book? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's got the lovely happy ending. Oh I just never God. thought of it because, of course, it's not my generation. Like, I miss Mills and Boone ever so slightly. I knew about it. Oh, my God. It but, was so my, gran- when, like my grandmother and my mum's yeah. generation. Mill. Yeah. I mean, for people that don't know what it is, how would you describe the Mills and Boone uh, oh. back catalogue? Well, I've got one right in front of me, actually. I have books piled up to the ceiling next to my bed. So they can have a little, they're a little bit risque, but not, you know, you, there's a bit of sexiness in there. Always romance, always right? Have a really, <laughs> yeah, a bit of romance. Always bit romance. Bit of hanky panky. I don't know that many people around my age would know much about a Mills and Good God, no. novel, no. but I think they would really enjoy them because it's the type of reading that you don't stress about. You sit, you indulge and enjoy. You know, you don't go on an emotional roller coaster like you do some fiction books, which I think at the moment, I know lots of my girlfriends would actually love to sit down and read a bit, bit, of, bit of literature like that. So, Toph, you yeah. could be the new modern face of Mills and Boone. You're like the new Barbara well. Cartland. <laughs> That's amazing. And I just love that it. it's got a bit of naughtiness in it. It's just so me. It's so like you. Like, oh my god, Kate, you would have died. I had to have this meeting about what they were calling a willy. What? And they were, <laughs> yeah. So, so we had to have a meeting. It's really serious. And I'm looked after by two guys. So they're sat there with all of us women talking about whether we call it, you know, a cock or a dick. <laughs> and I'm going, should we not just call it a willy? And they're like, no, that's not very sexy, Georgia. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you call it? <laughs> Mm, I'm not telling you yet because I'm going to do a little press piece on it. Right. But yeah. But it, but it's none of the ones that you've just mentioned. Now I'm really getting my... It might be it might be one of the ones that I've mentioned. Wow. It might be one, yeah. So you have to have a meeting about things like that. <laughs> I know. It, I, it was, I was crying. It was so funny. Do they ever talk about a lady's garden, for example? No, but I would, actually would have been for that because I'm a bit old-fashioned. Like, I think it was kind of funny like a way of saying something I don't know but no none of that no? I think we've got to modernise slightly okay maybe you can modernise Mills and Boone <laughs> oh my god so the three good things that happened to you of late uh, I mean you you could have put Monty in there as well I mean I think the, the summer dress oh, yeah. might might <laughs> as lovely yeah, as it is Monty gets the do- far too much air time <laughs> yeah. right. so the summer dress a bag of flour and a new career as an author for Mills yeah. and Boone wow Toff yeah Exciting. Did you? It's nice to talk about it. It's lovely. Not with my family. Yeah. And did you have a chance to tell your granddad about this? Yes. Yes. I told him about it because I mean, this this has been going on for probably about 
four months now and he was so thrilled he's always said you're very intelligent you know you need to write books so I said oh I've done it <laughs> and I dedicated the book to him oh that's so, lovely tough. yeah he'll be happy <laughs> and what about the other kind of uh grandfather figure in your life Stanley did, did you did you oh. did you speak to Stanley about Mills and Boone Yes, yes, I told him. I remember when I signed my contract, I saw him in the afternoon. He's thrilled. He's getting those books. Yes, I know those. I think, Christ, Dan. I wonder whether he's read a few. He's quite well read. I wouldn't put it past him to have read a Milton Bead novel. Um, but yeah, he he was really thrilled. Yeah. Oh, and, and and do tell me, how is he and, and is all well with the Johnson family? Yes, he's great. Um, we were speaking, like, we normally speak once every two, three days. Yeah. And then when Boris went into hospital, I missed his FaceTime that afternoon. So I thought, you know, he must have the world trying to contact him. So I left it a few days and I just sent him a message and he said, hi, Toph, all all right. Um, But he's fine. He's happy because he's down this farm on Exmoor and he's got his family around him. So, yeah, Stan seems all right. He was telling me the other evening. He said, Toph, you're not going to believe it. I said, what, darling? He said, I've got fish and chips delivered on the farm. He said, you know what's best? They're so cheap down here. I thought, oh, right, Dan. Whatever makes you happy, darling. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you're right. He must have had the world calling. And I think we were all willing his son to get yeah. better. This is the thing. And I think, you know, we're so close. I don't need to be on at him all the time. So, you know, whenever I call him, he calls back straight away. I just thought, you know, needs a little bit of space. But yeah, he's fine. I'm thrilled that Boris is all right. I th- I'm so thrilled that your friendship has sustained from the jungle because you, oh, you genuinely yeah. love Stan, don't you? I love him so much and I I mean I've always had this thing I don't really choose my friends based on ages lots of my friends are in their 50s 60s and I just forget that he is like 55 years older than me (laughs) I you know we we have the same sense of humor we like going for a long lunch having a bit of wine is our favorite and just having a bit of a laugh and I think you know, some people some, sometimes rule out friends because there are different ages. And I think there is so much to gain from having an intergenerational friendship. But honestly, oh Stan behaves as though he's my age. So, yeah, I I just think I was very lucky that I was thrown in that I jungle think, with I him. Think, the I thing that I love right about now. Stan the most is just his life experience. And he really, if I ever come to him, I don't know, with any problem, he really puts things into perspective because he's probably been through it before. Mm. And I just think, oh, I'll be all right. You know, <laughs> everyone has that problem at some point in their life. I mean, you were hilarious. On Celebrity Hunted, he was so giving the game away. Thanks. For somebody that was supposed to have been a spy at some point in his oh, life, yeah. he was rubbish. <laughs> oh, yeah. And have you noticed, because I adore him so much, I just go, yeah, all right, Stan. And then I just get in the car next to him and he does what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> How can you tell a 79-year-old man? <laughs> what to do there's just and I, there's no point he'll listen to me and he'll go yes Toph you're right and then just do the opposite so I just get on with it but we treated it like a little holiday because in our minds we're thinking well we've got to raise money for this charity that's the big one and we've got to carry on going so in our minds we think oh, we've got to have as nice a time as possible so, so just that, so people who haven't seen the show just so they know it's oh, not yeah. a holiday you're supposed to be hiding no. from the police and you're supposed oh, yeah, to be going off grid <laughs> Right, you're supposed to be off grid, and and you and everyone was going. Well, Toff and Stan will do all right because he he used to be a spy, and yeah. no, what does he do? He goes to a cash point, he gets money out, and uses his mobile phone. I mean, like you're automatically trackable. I know, but then the whole cash point thing. I was saying, oh, Stan, don't do that. It's really foolish to draw out money. But then on the other hand, I'm thinking, well, actually, I wouldn't mind a long lunch. 
So it's one of those things where I was a bit like, I'm going to turn a blind eye, but say that I'm against it, knowing that he's going to do it anyway. I mean, these hunters, we were running circles around them. We had the longest lunch every day. The one saving grace, we did keep on moving quite quickly. So yeah. I think that's why we didn't get caught as early as we probably should have. Um, yeah, we're, we're a lovely time. It's great weather. It's great. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, my next question for you is one that I'm genuinely intrigued to hear the answers to because mm. you're a bookworm. So let's talk books. Okay, so question yeah. number two. So yeah. can you share with me maybe just two or three books that you think I should never, ever consider leaving this planet having not read? Okay, I'm going to start off with a really random one just because it's a really lovely one. If I'm feeling a bit anxious or stressed, it's, it's a collection of poetry, and it's called A Poem for Every Day. And I think it's by a lady called Ali Aziri. I just have to double-check it, but it's Ali Aziri, A Poem for Every Day. And you turn to whatever day it is that you're on. I don't know, let's say it's Bonfire Night, whatever. And there is a wonderfully themed poem. So it'll be themed around Bonfire Night or whatever. And if it's spring, it'll be a lovely poem about spring. And it really, really makes my heart warm. And I just think it's... It, a book at its finest that I will dip into and dip out of for the rest that's, of my life. That's, that's it's a, a really lovely one. That's beautiful. Yes, it is. It's Ali Aziri. I don't sit and read a poem every single night, but when I need it, it's, it's my little bit of joy. I just love it. And you mentioned Jilly Cooper earlier. I remember discovering yeah. her as a teenager and uh, thinking she was a, just a massive slice of naughtiness on toast uh, to take to bed every night. I was reading my mum's Jilly Coopers and they were so... They were just so naughty. I just love it. That's why I'm completely obsessed. Why did forever will oh. be? I don't know whether it's because maybe I grew up and I went to boarding school and I just thought, oh, it's all a bit naughty. I don't know. There's just something about these characters in that loved book. It. Loved it. I just And it's also, I think, probably similar to you. I read Jilly Cooper when I was just on the verge of growing up and becoming a woman. And 
Yeah. I don't know. It kind of takes me back to that day. I, I think she has got to be my other bird. Well, um, definitely my second. Uh, oh, so you'd you'd put Julie, you'd put riders on that. Was, was I it quite would put seminal? riders down. Really? Yeah. What was the name I of the lead? Rupert Campbell Black. Oh, yes. <laughs> like obviously, I was about to say he's so sexy. How do I know that Rupert Campbell Black's sexy? Because that's like, how you that's, read him. Yeah. That's the joy I, of like, reading. Strongly believe. Yeah. yeah, I know that Rupert's really, really sexy. Yeah. Now, the last one I want to say, so it's not, it, it's actually a cookbook. You're going to think that I'm sparking mad. Um, bear with me. It's called Midnight's Chicken. And it's by a girlie called Ella Ridger or something. You'll have to look it up. I can't remember. Midnight and Chicken. Midnight Chicken. Bear with me. It sounds great. Um, it's quite hard. It will yeah, be very Ella, hard. Ella Ridger. Ridger, yeah. And Eliza um, Cunningham. Uh-huh, yes. So... This book basically starts out, um, it's a, a girlie who's similar age to me, I think, who's written it. And she was suffering with her mental health quite badly. And she basically just thought, right, I've got to get myself out of this rut. What can I do? She comes home and she thought, what will make me feel better? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and cook some chicken. And she wasn't a very good cook. So she just thought, right, I'm going to do it. And she wrote this recipe down for this midnight chicken and started writing this book. So I find it very cathartic because you go through all of her emotional states through food. And I think all of us, I mean, I'm quite, you know, mm. I love my food. And certain things make me feel better. Sometimes it's food. But the way she has written this book with such emotional intelligence, it gives me goosebumps when I read it. And, you know, I'm not a very good cook, so I haven't even tried to cook any of the recipes. I don't know whether they work, but she is a very special author and she's very young and I just think for anyone who's feeling a bit low I think you could really relate to her and the story and I love I think it's such a clever idea just to tell it through the food um but yeah so it's not book as such but you can read it like a book it is a book. Um, yeah, yeah no it is I'm looking at it now yeah, so it, it is, says, but it's not it says five years ago she found herself lying <laughs> on the floor of her London yeah. flat staring uh -huh. at a bag of chicken hanging from the back of a kitchen chair she was 21, deeply uh, suicidally depressed. And instead of ending her life, she ended up roasting that bird and writing Midnight Chicken, an uplifting yeah. cookbook that promises to make you fall in love with the world again. Oh, I've just got goosebumps. If you're reading that, it really, like, I think if anyone even dips in and dips out of it, you have a real emotional connection to it. I don't know why. I think it's, it's great. Written it in such Do you know a what? State. I'm going to order it now from my local bookstore. Please, I'm going to please, because will you? and Nigella Lawson has has called Joyous. Midnight Chicken a manual for living and a declaration of hope. And Diana Henry, yes. and another cookbook author, says it's mm. genre bending because it's a moving testimonial to the redemptive power of cooking. And yeah, I couldn't have been better myself. <laughs> that's wonderful. What a great recommendation. Yeah, it's a really good one, Midnight Chicken. Oh, I just tough, keep thanks it for that. Downstairs. It's lovely. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I will. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a poem for every day as well. Yeah, I get that one. It's lovely. And it looks nice. It's a nice-looking book. I know that sounds silly, but I tend to accessorise my house with books. And I love people saying, oh, that's an interesting one. What a lovely cover. It's beautiful. Do you like, um, do you like autobiographies? Yeah, I don't really read them much, though. I think... Years ago, I used to read them all the time. But I, I think I've got to get back into it. Tell me, what's good? If you want to go and have an 80s snapshot, Boy George, yes. um, his, his autobiography is just genius. Um, I think it's called Take It Like a Man. Let me just Google. Um, I think I might have to do that because, as I said, lots of my friends are older and I really don't get it. But when they talk about the 80s, I'm 
so bad. I'm like, I'm just so unaware and it makes me feel a bit silly. Yeah, so no, it's brilliant. It's just one. written in his voice and it is a brilliant snapshot of the time. It's hilarious. It's, it's Oh, it's, how wonderful. So take it like a man. And and then if you're really in the mood for something yeah. just beautiful and classic that's life-affirming. Um, this is mm. this is a book that I give to so my son's eleven now. And yeah. um to all of I the love kids seeing around, him on Instagram, by the way. Oh, thanks, Top. He loves it you. It's up my day, I love it. Oh, he's oh he loves you to pieces. He thinks I'm cool because I know you. <laughs> Honestly, no, seriously. <laughs> um, but no, the, the book that I really want to start giving to his, a lot of his female friends is To Kill yeah. a Mockingbird. Ah, uh, yeah. By Harper yeah. Lee. And do you know yeah, what's Harper weird? Lee. I read it like years ago and I think I've got to do a little refresh. Oh, it's so beautiful. You've got to do that with the classic. You have. And, and it's been taken off the curriculum now, which is outrageous. And it's one of those really? weird ones where when Harper Lee did an, oh. a second book recently, I think it's called The Watchman. I was yes, so I excited. And it just yeah. wasn't. It just wasn't as good. And I and I don't know if she is for me just a one hit wonder. But that book means everything to me. I love it. It's, it's a very very important book. It is. It mm. is. So it's always yeah. You're, it's and and I tend to buy sort of five or six copies and have them in my um my I've got a bag in the basement downstairs full of like birthday presents and that that's those are my oh. emergency present stocks oh I love it and you've got a, a nice card to go with it and everyone yeah. will love you I think gifting books is really oh so important. really wonderful my friend did it with a dinner party last year I wasn't invited to the dinner party but what she called me up the week afterwards and she said Georgia I did the best thing last week I had a dinner party and I said to everyone will you bring a book that you think I'll love instead of a bottle of wine great what idea brilliant idea Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, really my God. Yeah. And we should do, like, reading lists, like Spotify playlists. I know. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, you know, I started this little book club on Instagram as a passion project, thinking everyone's going to think I'm a loser. People absolutely love it. I get hammered if I don't suggest another book for book club. Oh, really? I think there actually is. Yeah, there really is. We are a nation of readers. And I think we are falling ever so slightly more back in love with it because I am very much for the different ways that you can consume literature. Yeah. I'm not a strong reader. Just download it in the audio format. Exactly. Audio books. However however it gets into your mind. It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. It's It's just getting that. Because there's, I mean, different narratives, different viewpoints. There's great education. There's great escapism. There's so much. Yeah. But thank you for those recommendations. They're wonderful. Great, great. Thank you for yours. Now, my final question to you. I'm so proud of you for doing this, Toff. You have offered up your flat next to the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital to NHS workers during the coronavirus pandemic. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. I just Um, wanted to talk about... Best thing I've ever done. Go on. How did it... How did you... How did you get it... Get the message out to them? What made you decide to do it? And God bless you for doing it, George, honestly. No, I felt really useless. It was the first week of lockdown. And I thought, God, I just feel really, I think I carry a bit, you know, it sounds weird saying it, just guilt um, for just never being able to do enough compared to other people. And I bought my first uh, place last year and it's been sat there and I've been trying to get planning commission on it and everything's just ground to a halt. And I oh, so you've not been living I- there? No, I haven't been living in it. So no. you're, you're still in your place so, that you rent? You've bought this yes, place? Yes, I'm still in my place that I rent. 
but the other flat, I just thought, I can't put a tenant in there and then say to them, oh, I'm really sorry, I've just got planning permission or I don't know, anything, sorry, can you move out? So it was there and I basically saw that loads of people we're getting moved because if you put your name forward to work on a COVID-19 ward, you don't know where you're going to be allocated, particularly yeah. if you don't come from working in intensive care or whatever. Anyway, so I just thought, I'm just going to see whether anyone needs accommodation. I was completely flooded with messages. And it's, you know, it's a lovely little flat with a beautiful little garden. Like, it's sweet. And it's right next to the hospital. So, and then I got wide messages from different people all suggesting the same guy. And I thought, well, he must be, he must be quite in need. And I called him up, and I don't know whether I'm quite trusting, but I was like, hi, how are you? And he just sounded, you know, when someone needs something nice to happen, he just sounded as though, you know, he'd been kicked out of his flat because his housemates didn't want to catch coronavirus off him, which oh uh, I don't know what you think about that, but for me, it may be quite sad. And it yeah, it makes me very around. sad. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that. So I just said, oh, I didn't move in. Um, and he's just been, he's actually turned into quite a nice little friend. Because he, I think he's, he quite likes chatting to me and I love a chat. But yeah, um, he's been just delightful. I'm really glad I did it, to be honest. But yeah. So you've allowed this lovely man and he works on a COVID ward. Yes, it's he a... didn't before. So he wasn't in, he is training to be a junior doctor and that's all stopped. So he put his name forward and he's been working there. But he was a great sense, uh, he was a source of comfort when my family was going to all that we have been with regards to the coronavirus, just yeah. because obviously we weren't allowed in the hospital. And, you know, he said, oh, if you've got any questions, and you've been so lovely. But, yeah, I'm really glad I did. Oh, and so actually, it's... Kate, it's really interesting. Because of that, I had loads of messages from people saying, oh, I've got a spare flat in so-and-so, or I've got a spare flat here. And I think now we've probably got seven or eight health workers and accommodation that's amazing that they wouldn't have had yeah it's really good because of course I was going through the messages and I'm thinking god I wish I had you know a block of flats to give people yeah. and just getting them all in touch it's worked out really well but yeah so you you put a call to action out on what social media and twitter yeah twitter and then I screenshot it and put it on instagram and I just left my dms open you are lovely so this guy's moved in You've not charged him a bean in yeah. rent. I'm, 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 no. I'm, I know. I mean, he could probably stay there for the next 10 years now. <laughs> He's got squatters' <laughs> rights. He's got squatters' rights. Yeah, I don't mind. He's so nice. But for as long as he needs it, you're happy to, to give him free accommodation. He's given you great yes, comfort I, at a time when you really needed oh. it as well. Isn't that just a beautiful yes, full yes. circle of one good deed deserves another? You're wonderful. Yeah, really, really wonderful. Checked in with him yesterday. I said, how's it going, darling? He said, oh, I've just de-weeded your little garden. Oh, my God. <laughs> he said, you mustn't do that. He said, no, it's good for me to have some air. I was like, what nice things do. Isn't that lovely? And he's become a friend. Yeah, yeah he's just really, really lovely guy. But, yeah, so that's why I think it's important, because I feel useless. What am I doing just sat here? Well, you're not. You're doing a good news channel. So you're trying to well, balance, yeah. the, the, you know, what is an, an otherwise very bleak news line. Um, you're sharing great book recommendations with your online with your online <laughs> book club going. and they really do toff you know they really do, do. and yeah. more importantly you've opened up your first ever home a home you've not even lived in yourself yet no, to yeah. a man who was no, effectively a stranger but wearing yeah. a medical uniform and therefore right now anybody that is carries an NHS badge is any friend of everyone's right I could not agree with you more. When he came bounding down the road and he said, I've got half an hour off and he's got a stethoscope round his neck 
like a walking cliche and this little NHS thing. I just thought, what a lovely boy. Like, he doesn't need to be doing that. Like, what does it take to put your name forward to do something like that? I don't know. I'm pretty in awe of all of them, to be honest. Well, I'm really, really thrilled that you did such a kind and wonderful thing. Yeah, and, and it's paid forward, right? Seven or eight other people are now not having to worry about yeah. how am I going to get to work? Which how am cool. I going to infect my family? The big one was I'm living with my grandparents or, you know, someone who is high Vulnerable. risk. That yeah. was a really big one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's amazing, Tov. You, you've got you. the kindest soul. And and this this oh. guy, I mean, I'm always hopeful that there's going to be a Mr. Toff attached to your arm who's so deserving of you. Please tell me this junior <laughs> doctor could be a candidate. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, no, no, sadly not, but a lovely friend. <laughs> oh, well, you're a good girl, today. you really are. Now, no, Matt, before, no. I let, before I let you go back to uh, training Monty, and yeah. uh, putting pen to paper on your next Mills and Boone. I want to know, when this is all over, when lockdown is well and truly over, and it's your first day of freedom back yeah. in, in the world as we once knew it, where, yeah. what are you going to do with that day? Where are you going to go and who are you going to spend it with? Um, well, I'd probably go down to Wandsworth Roundabout for Big Mac, just because I'm really missing Mackie D. What, to the drive through there? Yeah. I know that drive-through really it. well. <laughs> yeah, I love it on the ugly roundabout. The it's ugly roundabout. Near the, yeah, near the great furniture shops and the handy garage. Yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> There's an S in that garage. Yeah, I love there it. There is, I know. Uh, well, I was, I'll probably go and see my granny. Yeah. Um, God, isn't it funny? Like, I, when was, you know, if you'd have asked me this a month ago, I would have come up with like a billion things. I just think now, I just want to go and like, Mooch around the shop, see my granny, have a Big Mac. It's just not big movements, but movements all the same. Just a yeah. little bit of freedom. Yeah. Oh, my game playing tennis. A game of tennis, yeah. Yeah, I just think that's kind of what we're missing. And I, I hope after this we go back to appreciating the simple things in life. I mean, bloody hell, that's a big effect on me, isn't it? Me saying I want to go for a Big Mac. <laughs> I mean, I thought it would have been going to, like, Scots for a lobster. Funny <laughs> things you miss. I know. <laughs> what, what what have been the lessons that you've learned through this time? I think it's just being appreciative of having a home. I think is a really, really big one. But mm. I've sort of always, for the past, since I'm on the jungle, I use my home as, like, a place. It's like a changing room. I run in, I run out. And actually, how lucky am I to have a place to call home? That's a big one. I think also it sounds weird. Hugging. I think yeah. I'm quite a tactile person. And I don't know, what's that hormone? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. What's it called? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. That's the hormone that gives off when you have a hug. Yeah. I yeah. think I really will. That it taught me that you've got to hold your people close, even if we can't hug yeah. them, which I obviously do quite like doing because I'm missing it. Um, you've got to do it in other ways. I don't know. I think I'm just muddling through this. I haven't really tried to dwell on it too much I quite like to be quite positive I don't know you've been very busy by the sounds of it well but, you know, busy enough for being at home you... I did this morning today from my sofa yeah it was really interesting <laughs> how did that go it's weird isn't it Good. when you do telly like... from your home I've been doing it as well and you're like then people yeah. go oh where'd you get your lamp from and you're like oh I know. you can see into my actual house okay yeah <laughs> I know when I'm dining in I feel like I don't know, Robert Peston calling in at five o'clock for the daily news briefing. Oh, my God. He felt love, rather important. I love Robert Peston so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I tweeted that he was really, really sexy. And loads of people were like, oh, you've got really weird taste in men. I think he's so hot. I, I think he's, he's an amazing 
broadcaster, incredible <laughs> political commentator. And I, I literally, I can't wait. I mean, the, the graphics on his show that ITV do are so to, to do are so old fashioned that sometimes you think, yeah. oh, come on guys, liven it up. Because he deserves better graphics than that. He's, yeah, he does. He's, he's a really, I, 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 <laughs> I kind of hang on his every word, him and Tom Bradby. I really like Oh, them. yeah, I like Tom Bradby. I like a middle-aged man. I just do. But I've never been out with one or been with one. I just like, I just have an appreciation for a middle-aged man. <laughs> I just do. Well, I, 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 well I, share, I share your love of Robert. When he was self-isolating, <laughs> I was so worried for him. <laughs> I know. And I even, I know. I even record news at 10 on ITV Nights. I think it's excellent, their coverage. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, when Robert and Tom are on, I'm like, oh my God, it's like the Anton Deck of news. They're back. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? And we should say as well, before we go, um, I'd like to encourage people, because um, I know Amazon are run off their feet at the moment. If you are wanting mm. to take up any of our book recommendations, there's a great site called hive.co.uk, which links all local bookstores and they deliver. I love that. And it's a really oh, brilliant way of keeping independent bookstores um, alive. Did you say Hive? Hive, H-I-V-E. Oh, yes, I do. I do, I do, I do. I saw, I saw, I did an Instagram story. Yes, I do know. I need to use them. I haven't practiced what I preached. No, that's okay. Okay, I'm going to do that. It's just a I'm really, really, really nice way to... So, I mean, we're all queuing for our local butchers and fishmongers and everything yeah. else. But let's oh, not forget... so important. Just because their doors yeah. aren't open doesn't mean that they're not open yeah. for business. So um, it's, oh, yes, it's just worth... Yes, thank you for reminding me. No, not at all. I'm just going to give them a little shout out. Because yeah. um, we all need to be supporting each other at a time like this. Top, yeah, thank I agree. you. Thank you for everything. Oh, it's so lovely. I feel like we've been together. Thank you so much. I know, so it's much. been like the social highlight of my day. It really yeah. has. And I'm glad you're oh. well. I'm glad Monty is in your life. You are. Oh, a... he'll be missing me downstairs. God, I didn't need to have to start long away from me. Oh, well, at least. Poor boy. Um, and, and you are a good soul for doing what you've done with your flat. And I'm truly oh. sorry about your granddad. And please, please, my, send my very best to your family. Oh, you're so sweet. I love that. I'll pass it on. Thank you so much for having me, my darling. And listen, when this is all over, I'll come and give you a hug. Yeah, please. I can't wait. It'll be wonderful. All right, lovely. You take care. Lots of love. love. Bye. 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 I mean, you could just put her in two pieces of bread and eat her. She's delicious. That was tough. This was White Wine Question Time. Produced by me, Kate Thornton. Uh, with Caitlin Musser for Yahoo UK and edited by Callum Goddard Mutlow. Music, as always, is by Andy Bell, whose back catalogue is available on iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at WhiteWineQT. Or if you're listening at home, and so many of you are, uh, you can instruct your in-home speakers to take you straight to the latest episode. You just say, OK, Google or Alexa, followed by Take Me to White Wine Question Time. Thank you so much for listening. Wherever you are, please stay safe, stay home if you can, and as always, try to drink responsibly. I'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.